welcome to Multiclass Theater Resurrection. Multiclass Theater uses a D20 role-playing system to determine the outcomes of events, and you can't copyright dice rolling. All our decisions, narration, and dialogue are improvised on the spot, so you can expect adult language, gratuitous pop culture references, and fantasy violence. But if those don't bother you, please settle in and enjoy the show. Last time... The party returned to full strength as Desmond and Winley were brought up to speed, more or less, on the events transpiring while they recovered from food poisoning slash bad shrooms. Most importantly, they are introduced to Wally, and Winley immediately uses her magic to force Diana to think up a voice for the little kitten. The kitty saw Jean-Baptiste's killer, a large gray man with a bald head. That revelation prompts the party to set out in search of the city morgue so that Devi might question the corpse. But it turns out the remains were already cremated. So... That's that, I guess. Our heroes then return to the Order of Chaos, using Winley's magic and Devi's fangirlism to gain access. Alfie, the face of the organization, is welcoming to the party, but refuses to tell them anything useful until they pass the tests to join the Order. The next test is at the Tomb of Drelatar itself. If you've been listening for a long time and you think you know how this cast will approach this puzzle, you're right. Hemming and hawing, dumb luck and vandalism ensue, and that's where we'll join them, on Multiclass Theater. Tobias von Bastard, you stand before the statue of Drelatar. Before you is a box filled with sand. In front of you, on the base of the statue, is an inscription which reads, Shape the world as I did. What do you do? I curse my inability to solve riddles. It has been too long since I, we started this, this quest. Um, I, I learned how to do Mold Earth though, right? You did. You have learned how to do Mold Earth. You've remembered the spell. Now you just need to decide what you want to mold the Earth into. If you would like, you can make an insight check or investigations check, possibly with assistance should someone want to assist you in maybe solving this riddle. I will assist her by telling her what shape I think it should be. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Anything is a good idea at this point. Ball, 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 ball. Round. Ball. Make it a sphere. Ball. Make it a ball sphere. Ball round. Ball round. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Sixteen insight check. Oh, hold on. Advantage. Sixteen insight check. Ball. Ball. Uh, casty, casty, casty. Sand ball. Okay. A ball. Fair enough. It's the earth, right? You wave your arms and start doing funky finger gestures, and you say the incantation, and the sand rises from the box and swirls, forming a perfect sphere. Hold on, it might be missing one thing if it's supposed to be this earth. Hold on. And she'll, like, rip about a quarter of it out of the ball and just pull it aside. There. Didn't we, like, take half the earth out? You take some of the sand out, and as you pull it away from the sphere, it slips through your fingers and falls to the ground. 
The sphere itself floats there for a moment. Nothing else happens, and then the sand falls back into the box. Well, that didn't work. I'm going to levitate back up to the murals, whatever they dioramas. are. Dioramas. And because I want to go to the one where it actually shows her doing her thing in the... Okay. And I refresh my... If it's, what shape? What is she shaping when she's doing that? The pose she is doing is the exact pose of the statue down below. It is also the exact pose of the statue that you encountered back on the Shrouded Isle. Right. Is there anything between her? Statue of the Shrouded Isle. Down in the um, the little balcony that overlooked the flooded chamber that Rotan jumped in and was attacked by zombies. The creepy torture room, yeah. Yep. Yes, creepy torture room. <laughs> Up there, on the other side of the curtain, where the stairway came down, there were two statues. Okay, okay. I'm on board. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Sylvie definitely knew who they were. So, Mist, as you look at the statue, she is standing with her arm raised to the sky and her head looking upwards. Her fist is clenched, but it doesn't seem like she has anything in her fist. Like, she doesn't look like she's holding in it. She's only clenching her fist. Her other hand is clasped against her chest. Yeah, she's not really shaping anything. Um, like, the earth isn't... The ground doesn't seem to be doing anything in this diorama in front of her, nor is she elevating any earth. Uh, and if it's not a sphere like the sphere that we had coming down in here, I mean, can you make caverns in the sand? I don't know, because that's, that's about all I got right now. Debbie will make a cavern in the sand. It floats there for a moment and then falls back into the box. She's going to shape the sand to look like a little mini statue of the statue that's down here. You take a deep breath. You exhale, trying to push away the frustration you're feeling, dealing with this puzzle, this test. And you start casually throwing up your incantation. The sand rises, and it forms a perfect replica of the statue. A moment passes. It falls back into the box. You exhale, hanging your head, frustrated that it didn't work. And then the lid of the sarcophagus begins to open. I did it, I did it, I did it. She shaped the earth like herself? Well, egotistical. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's I tried everything. This one seemed to work. I think the sarcophagus opens and inside there is a glowing green light. Is there fire with the light or just light? Just light and it pulses gently. And you have an idea in your mind, Devi. This strong pull to somewhere far away. Somewhere not in Sisha. This place. You close your eyes and you get a picture in your mind of an island floating in a volcanic lake. And on it, an ancient palace. And something tells you this is where you need to go. Okay, that was weird. Did anyone else get that? Get what? Like a, like, like a vision? I looked in the green light and it gave me a vision. There's like a, an island floating in a lake in a volcano but that doesn't make sense because there's lava in volcanoes not water that sounds very dangerous like that that's where we have to go that that's the next thing when they look in the green light do you see anything i approach the green light and take a look Winley, you see the same glowing light mm-hmm. but with your true sight it doesn't look any different to you well Devi, i suppose you don't know how to get to this island exactly I'm not even sure where the island is. Actually, Debbie, 
You think you do know where it is. I think I do know where it is. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow you know where it is. I'm getting divine inspiration. Something like that. (laughs) That tells me it's... uh... Oh, wonderful. So you said it's an island with a volcano on it. And a a big castle. Debbie is the only one who saw the image. Right. So she would have to be the one to describe what she saw. But if she's confused, it is an island on a lake within a volcano, and there's a castle on the island. If you're confused at what a volcanic lake is, just Google. I'm picturing it's volcanic. a dormant volcano with a lake inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a watery lake or like a lava lake? Because It looks like water to me. Well, it did. The, the vision was kind of fast, but it definitely was a lake with an island and a big like, castle on it. Yeah. Google Crater Lake and put a castle on the island. There you go. Hold on. I have to Google Crater Lake and put a castle on it. Hold on. Hey, what's that guy's name that I was really mean to? You're going to have to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Excuse me, um, who was, um, that person that I sent away? I do feel quite bad about that now. That boy who was, well, wasn't really helpful at all. The one I sent away to go work on himself and and work on his, oh. I don't know, assignments. What was his yes, name? The attendant. Um... The attendant. I don't rightly know if we actually got a name. No, we oh, did. Oh, um, yes, I have it here in my memory. Uh, <laughs> Alf- Alfie Rowe. Alfie. <laughs> Perhaps we should ask Alfie. He might know. I agree. At least he'll want to know that we did solve his riddle after smashing through the glass of this tourist. I, I like the fact that you're you're still Devi and Mist and Winley are at the bottom of this, and the rest of you are shouting down oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe we leave the part about the vandalism out. That could have been anybody. I agree. Uh, well, I think it's pretty clear. Perhaps we should apologize. I think it's pretty clear that we're the ones that did it when he comes back. I do have a mending spell, but yes. it works on giant glass plates. <laughs> hmm. Perhaps you could do it in segments. I like the way you think. I'm really distressed that Rotan and I just had the same thought. I also <laughs> have the mending spell. Um... Oh, it says I can repair a single break or tear in an object you touch. So I have to sit here like a jigsaw puzzle, like mending every individual shard together. Well, perhaps... This could take a while. Perhaps we just apologize and send him a fruit basket. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to rejoin upstairs. And Winley teleports herself back to the group above. So Winley opens up a dimension door and... Mm-hmm. Steps through it and finds herself back up top. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna need a lift. Is where's, where'd the cat elevator go? I'm literally standing right here. I thought you were still <laughs> up top. No, I'm wherever I need to be for the plot. Could you could you I carry didn't me? Think up? you got down there. <laughs> and then he starts grabs hold of Debbie and starts lifting up. Actually, real quick before he does that, I'm gonna inspect the sarcophagus to make sure it's not like a portal or something that we can just jump into. Give me an Arcana check. Debbie slams whole door on the cat. 23, Arcana. You're pretty sure it actually is a portal. Oh. Jesus. Oh, hold on. Okay, she, Matt. Debbie pushes the, the <laughs> open door button on the elevator. Oh, dang it. I'm not hitting it right tonight. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
What? what, what, what? That, that's a portal. That's a portal. It might just take us there. Because we've had a lot of luck with portals lately. I was going to say, we want to be careful it doesn't transport us into an ocean like last time. Yeah, I can't really recommend us taking portals willy-nilly. Well, we can send the guy with gills, maybe if it's, if it's an ocean. I can't come across another rabbit. I want to find out where the portal goes. I'm so curious. So, who's going to go in the portal? I'll happily go into the portal. Ah, uh, sibling adventure. You and me, Rotan, let's do it. All right, uh, uh, should I go first? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, first of all, Rotan, <laughs> how are you going to get down to the portal? Uh, he's going to jump into the portal. From 50 feet up? Yeah. He's going to land it perfectly. Wait, 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 Rotan, Rotan. <laughs> Maybe come down Somebody slowly. Somebody gets the already. <laughs> Give me a give me a dexterity check. Uh, cool. Eleven. Rotan, you miscalculate your jump, <laughs> and you miss the portal. Oh, it would have been so Missed, cool. Though. What is the range on your feather fall? Oh, I don't have feather fall. I'm saying somebody ought to get feather fall ready. I don't think I want to. Still do that. had it. I don't. I think I'm okay. That's right. I was like somebody in this group had it. I do. I'm, I thought Whitley did. Okay, yeah. though. Yeah, Whitley <laughs> has never used it on Rotan. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really, I think I'm good. I think she consciously avoided using it on Rotan every time. So could I, I have a whip in my possession. Could I use that as like a, a lasso sort of deal and try to catch him so he doesn't just plummet? Buck has a whip? Buck is a rancher. That's just a, an amazing image. I want a, a minotaur with a whip. <laughs> okay, Buck, I'm going to give you a shot at this. Hell yeah. So you're going to get, it's a two-hit roll at disadvantage. Okay. And Rotom, what's your armor class without any dexterity bonus? Uh, oh, it's exactly the same. Uh, 17, I believe. So there you go, Buck. Alright, so it was a 24 or a 22. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Alright, Buck, why don't you tell me what this looks like? Buck is Indiana Jones now. <laughs> <laughs> that was his... I probably have not mentioned this because we haven't used it before, but that's one of his like specialty weapons. He's done a lot of training with it. So That's awesome. So he kind of barrels towards the edge here and he takes out his whip, which has hitherto remained mostly unnoticed, and there's a a sharp crack as it wraps around Rotan's waist. And you do jerk a little bit because it's obviously stopping your momentum and buck strains just a little bit, but it at least stops your fall without breaking your spine, which is good. That's exactly what we wanted. Yay. Rotan, you find yourself getting caught in midair and then your momentum is stopped for a moment and then you begin swinging towards the wall, which you slam into fairly hard. You don't take any damage, but it's jarring. Now, Buck, I would like to give you a strength check as Rotan's weight is threatening to pull you over the side, over the edge. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> That's a 21. <laughs> All right. So Buck, being the big minotaur that he is, just stands there, one-armed, holding Rotan, who is dangling from the end of his whip. How far away am I from the ground? Uh, how long is the whip? Maybe 10 feet, not even. You're at least 90 feet away from the ground. Look, I just didn't want you to die. I thought I could make it. Uh, Rotan will start 
can can he start climbing up? Like, what's the whip attached to? It's attached to Buck. Oh no, it's wrapped around your waist. So. So I guess he'll start overhanding to try and pull himself up. You pull yourself back up, and as you get to the top, Buck reaches down and extends his other arm, and you take it, and Buck pulls you up the rest of the way. So now the two of you are standing on the lip, looking down into the chamber below. I do appreciate your enthusiasm, but, you know, portals are usually for walking, not diving. That would have been really awesome, though. Well, uh, how else do you propose we get down there? Because I have uh, I have some rope, but I don't think I have enough. As he finishes saying that, like, the top of a top hat and then ears just oh, appear yes. over the edge. <laughs> um... Right this way. Ah, uh, should I hold on to you? Yes. All right. Buck, I'll be right back up for you. You're all good. I'm not going in that thing. Rotan steps into your arms. <laughs> the music from the bodyguard begins to play. <laughs> Mist pushes off on the lip, uh, so they're like spinning as they descend, which suddenly changes. Wait, had that going in my head. It's not necessarily how it could read in this situation now. Now suddenly you look like the ghosts in the haunted mansion. Yeah, whereas more of like I wanted to just make Rotan dizzy. Whoa. Whoa. So the two of you spin your way down to the floor, and you find yourselves on the ground next to Devi, next to the sarcophagus, next to the portal. And she is actively investigating it. She's like sticking her head in there, sticking her arms in, seeming to be like, where's the edges of the portal? Can I stick my hand through it and see how it feels on the side? Like, I just love these things where it's like, okay, what's the event horizon of a portal? <laughs> like, at which point do you... It just like, sucks it's not me just in. a window. So, Debbie, what do you do? Uh, just try to investigate the portal. Stick your arm in there? Yeah, look for the... I, tell me specifically what you do. She's looking for the edges of the portal. Okay, there's no edges. There's no edges. It's just discern. the bottom it's of the sarcophagus. Just light in the sarcophagus. Uh, she can just, like, stick her arm down in there just to see... Uh, you stick your arm down in there, and you kind of don't feel anything. No no water, no... Um, no water, no... Nothing bites my hand. Nothing bites your hand. Hmm. Then she'll kind of lean over and stick her head down in there. You lean down. You stick your head into the portal. And it pulls the rest of you into the portal. Ah! Oh, um... Oh, Devi, wait! Uh, and Rotan will go and <laughs> stick his hand in. I guess get pulled uh, in. You stick your hand in and you don't feel anything. Oh man. Um he'll climb in to the coffin. Well, hold on a second before you <laughs> climb in. Okay. <laughs> a moment passes. Desmond, next to you, there is suddenly a flash of blue light. And then Debbie falls out of thin air, face first, into the ground. Oh. Uh, taking one point of damage. Ow. Ah. Oh, where am I? What's going on? Oh, that was well bad. We, we how'd uh, you get we're here? Worried about you. You, you fell into the well. This, this portal. This sar, sar, Desmond's voice. Hello, Desmond. Hello. Yes, we're back. All right, there we are. Yes, <laughs> sarcophagus. Um, <laughs> seems to have fallen in, and that it, it was a portal back up. So, um, that's a relief because that is much less exciting than I thought it would be. Uh, that, I mean, I have. Okay, so everyone, um, that's that's a portal back up here. Now let's jump back. So this is all happening sort of simultaneously. Rotan, are you jumping in after her? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he so, doesn't Rotan. see this happen, right? No, he does not. And so before Desmond can call out, 
Rotan, you jump in after her. A moment passes. That same flash of blue light. And Rotan, you appear above Devi and fall on top of her. Oh, ah. Devi, you take another one point of damage from having this very heavy plate mill covered oaf fall on you. You are so heavy. Get off of me. Oh, sister. You, there you are. Oh, oh. We're, we're back here. We're back here, and you're very heavy. Could you, like, roll off to a side? Yes, 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 yes. Rotom rolls off. Uh, That's right. Oh, hello down there. It it leads back up here, it seems. Mist once again rises up over the lip of the uh, tomb. Oh, hello. (laughs) Yeah, also, I can just do this. The group of you are standing there on the lip of the tomb. Rotom, you get yourself to your feet. Perhaps you help Devi up. Perhaps not. I don't know. Brothers and sisters can be strange. Well, if she's if she's down for a while, he's gonna try and help her up. But eh, she she gets to her feet pretty pretty readily. And so the group of you are standing there when all of a sudden behind you you hear <laughs> and stepping forth out of the shadows is Alfie Rowe. That was some, um, that was some, well, that was some thinking. I'm not sure if it was clever, but it was something. So we passed. You passed. Great. But it's time to dispel with certain, uh, illusions, should we say. And there is a poof, similar to when Mist uses his hat. And Alfie Rowe is transformed from a young, pimply-faced initiate to a tall, regal-looking man in splendid robes with an immaculate salt-and-pepper beard and dark hair slicked back with streaks of silver. He looks imposing and extremely handsome. I am Alfie Rowe proper, and I would like to welcome you to the Order of Chaos. So do you just sit like that all day long in that disguise by yourself? What? You saw that? Magic. No, of course not. That would be silly. I have, well, there are wards set up around the courtyard, and if anyone approaches the building, you understand, then things happen. But no, I don't sit there all day. That, again, is extremely silly, and I am not a silly man. He 100% sits there all day. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a silly man. Fine. There's no judgment here. Just saying the disguise, you know, it's a li- it's it's a little bit silly, but but it works. Look, I'm not going to stand here and be judged by you. You came to me. I wasn't judging. I was asking. Yeah, I think we're just kind of confused. Why? Sorry, I'm just sensitive. It's it's been a long time since anyone has solved the riddle. Sorry about the glass. Oh, never mind waves his hand, and the glass rises from the ground, and suddenly is fully restored. It's not the first time, you know. Probably won't be the last, but there are other solutions besides brute force. Now with this party. So tell me, who was the one who solved the riddle? Who was the one who achieved the vision? I I guess that was me. Kind of a group effort, though. I mean, Desmond caught on to the hidden message and he steps forward as he does so it's very regal his robes sort of flow out behind him 
It's as if every move is purposeful and not quite exaggerated, but performative. You, Devious von Bastard. I prefer Devious. Yes, well, I prefer a turkey club, but I don't have one. <laughs> See, that was a silly thing to say. See, that's what I'm saying. It's all right. There's no judgment. Well, you are Maybe silly goose. <laughs> what a silly goose. <laughs> now, what can I do for you? <laughs> Transform into a goose. No, that would be silly. Quiet. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I'm not sure. I think we were just trying to pass the tests. Shouldn't there be like five more? Ah, uh, but not here. Right, on the island thing. Yes. Where is that? You know where it is. Right, the divine inspiration told me I knew where it was, but never told me that. Could it, the that... divine intervention provide a map? Close your eyes. Follow your heart. Okay. If you want, consider it one of the tests. It's not, but if it works for you, then go for it. What a silly man. I am not silly. I bristle at the inference that I am in any way silly. I mean, look, she only has one eye. Hey, we don't oh, laugh at on. that. Don't, don't, don't mention that. Don't be ableist. That's not silly. I'm sorry. It's, it's been a long time. It's all right. It's all right. It's been a long day for everyone. I think we could all, you know... Go for a nice turkey club or something, and, and um, you said follow your heart. That's that's how to find this. Um... Well, for her, she had the vision. She should follow her heart. You should, I guess, also follow your heart. I don't know. What does your heart tell you? Oh, um, I don't know. At this current moment, or just in general, or um. I who's to say? Could be both. I shall think on it. I shall think on it. What does your heart tell you, uh, Debbie? It tells me there might be a bit of a misunderstanding. So I actually joined the Order of Chaos, but, well, didn't quite join, but I, I passed the tests and then I had to, I got rejected. So it's kind of weird to be doing it again. Like, I feel like I'm going to get to the end and be rejected again, which is, I don't want to do that. That was not good. Yes, the whole thing does come across as rather silly. <laughs> he purposefully ignores you, Winley. I would say that... If you were not granted the vision, then perhaps you were not ready. Perhaps that this time you will be successful. Oh, I wonder what changed. That is for you to discover. It could be any number of things. So why is it that you wish to join the Order of Chaos? I mean, have you heard what they have to say? They have a really great philosophy. I. They're all about... They do. We do. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Now let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how influential was the literature in your decision to join the Order of Chaos? Uh, zero. Oh. It was a little silly. Hmm. Yes, well, whole feedback is good feedback, though I admit I'm personally distraught to hear that as I labored very long over those pamphlets. If it makes you feel better, I actually tried to join before I ever saw a pamphlet, so that's why I went with zero instead of one. Oh, Okay, well, how about the rest of you? Did you find the pamphlets moving? Winley casts minor illusion of a goose uh, quacking. Yes. How 
very droll. I love it. I think it's great. A good goose. Did you all even read the literature? I'm so sorry. Are you are you talking about the um the pamphlets that you gave when we first you gave me when I first crossed the threshold after I knocked? Yes, yes, those pamphlets. They... Yes. So you made them, or well, your? Yes, I did. Yes. <sighs> so you didn't go back and rework on them. You just left them. I, I mean, tried to give you some constructive criticism, but it seems you it didn't take. I mean, in all fairness, it's only been an hour or so. Well, it doesn't take that long to go on Microsoft PowerPoint. Yes, well, I don't have this Microsoft. I'm... <laughs> You're just a silly goose. <laughs> well, let me, ask, let me ask you. Why, why did you um, join the Order of Chaos? Ah... That is an interesting question. And for the answer, we have to go back many years. Fuck. See, when I was a young lad, oh, I used to get in all sorts of... <laughs> <laughs> Mist is giving Desmond the stink eye to sober <laughs> Yes, I, I register the look and I'm like, um, it, well, perhaps it, the Cliff Notes version. Uh, perhaps, like in a uh, nutshell. You, uh, in a nutshell. Well, you see, I think that, well... I swear to God, like, right now, I really wanted to say, let me put it like this and break into song, but... <laughs> it, it's giving that. <laughs> I do not have that skill. <laughs> it's giving... That's what editing it's, is for. I just it's, want it's to... It's giving when I was see. a young warthog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's what I'm waiting for. Well, let me ask you this. Was it a pamphlet that... that um, that swayed your uh, your mind to join this organization? Or, um... No, no. When I was young, I was a bit of a scamp, I must admit, and I I got into all sorts of trouble. I, I found myself working for several, well, let's call them warlords and criminal enterprises who really did not have the best of intentions in mind, and so I, I used my gift, my sorceress connection, to... Well, do some not very nice things. Mm. And so I, well, I saw the error of my ways and I repented and I started to follow the goddess of Kassir, thinking that that would be the way to go. But there was something hollow in all they said. And so I found a third path, a middle path, the Order of Chaos. Oh my gosh, we're like kindred spirits, you and I. Yes. See, I I rather liked that story. That was very nice. And, you know, while the pamphlets might work for some people, I think that perhaps a personal recollection of of your experience might prove to be even more um, effective in the future. A a testimonial. A testimonial, exactly. exactly. Hmm. Yes, put it in italics. I think it might draw more people in, for sure. Um, but a question. When you first joined, was there another pamphlet? No. No other pamphlet. I... I... I created it all myself. Well, I see. Hmm. You really should read the pamphlets, though. They're like, they have a good message. We should all join. Everyone join up together. Let's make it a big group ever. Uh, oh. Can, can we join? Or, or, I mean, do, do well, we all have to have a vision? I... That is not up for me to decide, but if you all, I guess, follow your companion to the 
Well, I won't tell you where, because that would be giving you too much. Come on. Then you will find your answer. I'm all for it. Everyone, let's go Let's go join. I have some reservations about joining a cult. Yeah, I, I not, do. Not, not a cult. Not a cult. Not a cult. <laughs> not a cult. <laughs> that sounds like something a cult might say. Yes. I think, I think I'm just going to tag along. Right, Buck? <laughs> yeah, moral support. Yes. And will, of course, do my duty when it's cold. But, um, I think I want to be a, an observer of this go-about. Well, when you see all the good things you have to say, you'll, you'll want to join, I promise. It's, they're really good. They're really good people. Sure, sure. So this, um, this could possibly be an introduction, but an introduction it will be. Okay, fair enough. Well, I do have another question. Um... So, do you know anything about evil swords, or is there anybody in the Order of Chaos who knows anything at all about evil swords? Oh, yes, I'm sure. Go and seek the Order proper. We have many experts in artifacts and relics Wait. of the evil and good variety. So, what are you? You, you are not the Order. No, I am a, but a humble recruitment officer. Oh. Oh. Wait, so you didn't join? That makes sense. No, I did join, oh, but good, I, good. this is where I was posted, you see. I, we all play our part, some big and some small. Who knows, perhaps I will find the next Tremias Gesher. Hmm. What was that? Who was that? A very famous person in the Order. What are they famous for? The way you answer that Perhaps question, though, I feel like you the don't pamphlets. know. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid for asking, but... <laughs> the pamphlets. Send them his way. Yes, well, you will learn if you join. I... Really, I can't give away all our secrets. Of course not. As a recruitment officer, I'm sure you know them all. I know some. I'm sure. Like... Like what, though? How to well, be a silly goose. I know where the Order of Chaos <laughs> is, and that is more than you know, so... Pop. so I want to be really clear. So when I join, I'm not going to be made a recruitment officer, right? I'm going to get something better than that? Well, that is up to you and what aptitude you show. I have so much aptitude. You have no idea. Well, good. Give them your best. I will. And the rest of you, too. Uh, could you could you lead us to, to also have a turkey sandwich? I must say I'm very hungry, and... Well, we've been going and going. Yes, well, I I have recently gone to the Bird Mart. Have you been to the Bird Mart? Oh, no, gosh. Haven't. It's on our list. Not the Bird Mart. <laughs> 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 well, they do have turkeys there. There are a few. You have to really look because the Sessions, bless them, but they have very poor taste in food. I'm just glad you finally named your birds. This is good. Well, this is progress. I am not from here. I am from oh, elsewhere. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Where are you from? I am from... Well, originally, I am from a place I'm sure you've never heard of it. It is far from here. It is called Neverwinter. <gasps> I'm from Neverwinter. Of what? course we've heard no of way. this. It isn't that special. Yes, we Oh, but... Oh, I'm, oh, slander. <laughs> I'm, I'm Roton. This is Devi. Uh, we're, we're, we're bastards. 
bastard. Yes, uh, 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 the wily bastards. The best from the Bastardshire. Yes, yes, that's the one. Well, what a small world. It's even smaller now. I think Neverwinter's gone. What? That's a whole other story. You don't need to worry about it. You do not get out much. Well, no, I sit in a box. All day, it seems. Yes, that is my job. To sit around all day? I thought you said you didn't. You had other more important things to do. Yes, like, well, stuff. <sighs> oh. Look, I, I I, don't quite like the way this is going. I'm you're rather rude for such a small person. Oh, don't judge on size. Gets you nowhere. Well, it was lovely to meet you, Mr. and... Uh, uh, Mrs. Ro- Bustard? Rotod. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Sister, sister, brother. Sister, brother. Although that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it is not, to be clear. Ew. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? This got very Game of Thrones very quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since that happened. At least a decade or two. Uh, several decades, Between yes. y'all? No, 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 no. Other other bastards. Help! There's another horror Help. branch. We don't talk about that branch. I think I'm with Alfie. I don't like where this conversation has gone. Yes, if you could lead us to the bird mart. I've really been itching to go there. It doesn't quite make sense. I am sure you will find it. It is back uh, through the marketplace and in, in, in near the um, the trade district. Uh. All right. Um, very lovely to meet you. Um, best of luck. Yes, you too. I I will keep one here open to listen t- for your exploits. I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, thank you, Alfie, uh, for the information. Have a, have a lovely uh, sandwich. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you can hear the faint quacking of a goose. And there is a puff of smoke, and Alfie is gone. I was tempted to ask him if he knew any jokes, but it seemed like that wouldn't go over very well. That would be silly. He's not a silly man. Were we supposed to meet somebody else here? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what do y'all want to do now? (laughs) Weren't we supposed to meet someone else here? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not not that elfy person. It was... No, uh, um... the, The rebel woman. Parsisha. Jama, uh, Jamara, I, I, is that right? Jamara Palsisha. Yes, I think. A bit of, a bit of advice, Rotan. Yes. We want to not use her name in public, just in case. Is this public? Out in the open, outside of our, this is, this isn't a private tomb. Anyone could be walking down the stairs right now hear us, you know, saying, oh yeah, we're gonna meet with so-and-so, and ah, oh. that could be very bad. But it could be any Jamara Palsisha. Excepting that we have been directly in contact with one when we helped arrest her. So I guess we just wait here. We just hang out in this tomb until she shows up? That's kind of my plan. Sounds good. You still have those dice and figures? We can play some games. I was really hoping on a sandwich. I mean, a sandwich does sound really good, to be perfectly honest. It really does. We could go to Bird Mart and come back. Maybe we should leave a note? Yeah, but it can't be... Went to Bird Mart back in five. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's the note gonna say? We, it's not something that we would want, uh, you know, certain eyes to find. Alternatively, what time is it currently? And what time are we supposed to meet this person? That's a good question. Why doesn't somebody give me a nature check? Whoever's feeling lucky. Actually, Winley, you could do it with advantage. Okay. 19? Winley, you get the sense it's early evening, maybe around 5 or 6 o'clock. Everyone, it's early evening, around 5 or 6 (laughs) o'clock. It's really time to eat something. Okay, all right. Um, There was this person that was very convincing, apparently, and said to not believe the lies of this Masha uh, Zareen, who appears to be uh, leading the city. Is that it? Yep, we saw her uh, execute someone when we came on down in. Right, that's right. And uh, this person has uh, information or um, or more things to divulge, apparently. Yeah? Hmm. She's part of the cleansing fire. She seemed um, trustworthy. Absolutely. She seemed nice. Yeah. yeah, Ross loves her, so I trust Ross. Oh, all right. Her, her take is that the cleansing fire is not so much about the... Uh, literal cleansing of the earth via fire as they have been made out to be. To be. Hmm. On the other hand, Mashazreen thinks that they are being at least in part deceived by whatever they think is Kassir. She thinks they're talking to something that is not actually... Which is not true. I was actually going to ask for your help with this later, Desmond, but uh, I, need some, I need some preparations first. Help with... Um... Masha Zareen claims that something is posing as Kassir. They think they are actually talking to Kassir. Seems to me the best solution would be call her up ourselves and find out. Oh. Um, interesting. And you believe that we might have the means to do? To an extent. You taught me that divination ritual, which I've used a few times to get on the old Cat Sith hotline, and you've got a lot more experience talking to gods than I do. So I thought maybe we have a little, you know, divination sesh. Um, I suppose, yes. I mean, we could, we could definitely um, give it a try. Um, Plus the two of us, hopefully, the ritual's got a less, less uh, chance of failing. Yes, I don't see why not. It wouldn't hurt to give it a go. Yes, I think, I think, that, I think that we could try. But we need to get stuff for the... We need to, we need to get the right materials for the, for the ritual stuff that appeals to Kassir. And yes. On the off chance that our new friend is in fact not speaking to Kassir, uh, I don't want to. I don't want that information on what we should put in our ritual to come from her. Right. Yes, that makes sense. We should do uh, our own uh, research on the matter. Like if they're already calling a bad number, then well, guess what? If we call the same bad number. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Ooh, tricky. Who to find and who to talk to about? Um this particular thing. They do have a giant temple that's dedicated to Kassir. That was kind of my reckoning, although at the same time, maybe it's the uh, official priests that are talking to the wrong, talking to a false uh, right. entity. If so, the head of this organization is perhaps talking to the wrong entity, then the priests that work under this entity would stand to reason are also uh, talking to the same uh, person? Entity? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... Perhaps if there's a, um, uh, a, uh, an, a library of sorts, or, uh, um, or maybe, um, hmm, 
I'll have to think about this. This is tricky. Honestly, library is kind of where I was leaning. Do some digging through some old, old uh, religious texts. Yeah. You know, hopefully these aren't the sort of like, uh, the current priesthood isn't the sort of kind, isn't the site sort that just, uh, you know, goes ahead and burns all the old stuff because heresy or something. Yes. I also, um, I could, um, check in with, uh, my goddess and, and see if she might happen to have some insight into this. I, I can, I can ask, uh, three questions. That and, um, might be super useful. Yes, Dizzy. I could also pray to Timora while uh, while we're, we're at it. There we go. <laughs> yep, sure. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> Buck, is there anyone you would like to pray to while everyone's praying to everybody else? Uh, no, I think if everyone's going to be praying, Buck's going to go back and check on Wally. Aww. Oh, I forgot about Wally. It's a, a good point. Are you a, uh, a spiritual person, Buck? Oh, uh, not... Not especially. I, uh, I've seen too much. Mm. Fair enough. But I don't, I don't mind if everyone else is. It, that's your own business. Fair enough. For what it's worth, I already talked to Roz, and she assures me that the cleansing fire is correct, and they're the ones talking to the real Kassir. Is, uh, is Roz a god? Have you not been telling us that part? She seems very confident about this. I, I'm not sure. She won't tell me where she's from, but she seems to be, have some, she's very consistent. Hmm. Well, okay, so we have Roz. We have that. Um, good, good. Um, anyway, I shall pray on it. And then perhaps a library. So I just talked to Roz and asked her if she was a god. Um, her answer was, technically not. I'm a little concerned about this, to be honest. What is going on with my familiar? Yeah, what is it? What, what does technically mean? Roz, what does technically mean? Because we got too many apocalyptic items and people running around to not know specifically if this thing is a god or not. Uh, she's giving me the silent treatment. Classic technical god behavior. Roz, if somebody asks if you're a god, you say <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most important life lesson to come out of that movie. Well, um, we could do this. Uh, can stick around here. A couple of us can stick around here just in case. Um, Buck, yeah, checking on Wally's not a bad idea. Purple, probably. Maybe get some sandwiches while you're out? Please. I could probably just pick some up from that mountain of food you left. <laughs> oh, right, I could just conjure food whenever I feel like it. <laughs> oh, please don't do that again. We, that's, unless we're giving it away to other folks who are around the area, because that was way too much food. Well, technically, I think the spell says up to 45 pounds of food. Let me double check. Did we get a time from uh, Jamara? On what time? On like when we would expect to, we could expect to see her here. I'll bet you did. Um, do I remember exactly what it is? No, I think okay. it was at night. Okay, because I was, I was gonna say then. then yeah, my, it was night. I think. I, I I'm totally cool if nobody remembers that I'm gonna say because the next question would be, should we be worried that she hasn't shown yet, or should we be expecting her soon? Because that's that's really the most important bit. Because if we're expecting her if we're were if like hmm she hasn't shown that's weird i was gonna try a little scry and see if i could zero in on where she might be if like yeah it's evening she should be here soon then i'm not gonna worry too much yes well it's not a bad idea it's day i mean i i I think that we should do something because if if this person is is not exactly um uh, is, is not who she says he is she is and is not meant to be trusted then perhaps uh, she could be um, uh, 
coming here to to ambush us or, or attack us in some, yeah. in some way. Or if she got nabbed, we don't want. To... Mm. All right, uh, Mist is gonna drop down and uh, start setting up his scry to target uh, Jamara. And while uh, he's doing that, I'm gonna go and uh, find a nice quiet corner and. and begin casting the, the commune spell as a ritual. So Mist is going to scry. Desmond is going to commune. What are the rest of you going to do for this 10 minute period? Debbie is conjuring 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water. <laughs> and it, I checked, it does not say up to, it says you create 45 pounds of food. <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna I guess donate the rest of this to the... There's lots of people come down here. We could, think we could feed them. We should yeah. start a soup kitchen. <laughs> You've seen exactly nobody since you've been in this district. Well, someone's got to be hungry, and if we start yelling about free food, they're going to come out. And just to be clear, the water, we don't have any containers for the water, so I assume it just appears and splashes on the ground. I would assume that it appears in, like... The spell says on the ground or in containers within range. So unless we have 30 gallons of water containers... Yeah, it is on the ground. (laughs) So it's a very wet tomb right now. Oh, thank you, everyone. I I brought sandwiches. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Mist starts munching on a sandwich whilst casting spray. There's spray. I think Buck is going to head to the entrance and, like, look out. Okay. And Rotan? Uh, yeah, Rotan's going to go, um, uh, probably over near one of the, one of the carvings on the wall and, um, and, uh, pray to Timora. See if she has any insights. Okay. First of all, Mist, your scry. Yeah, yeah. How do you do this? How, what does Mist look like while he's scrying? He is sitting cross-legged in front of a shallow dish that has water in it, sort of a shallow silver, uh, very well-polished dish that he puts a, pours a small amount of water into, so he gets a nice kind of mirrored surface. And, uh, you know, not unlike... You know, the mirror of Galadriel? Yeah, basically. Mm. Um, and just focuses on his subject. So he's pretty much just... You know how cats will... They stare at the invisible gremlins and you're like what are you looking at cat and they're just fo- laser focused on something that you can't see it looks a lot like that it looks a lot like that where his ears are like zeroed in on uh this mirror and his whiskers kind of twitch forward towards it and he is just stock still maybe the slightest little twitch in his tail and just focused on this mirror in front of him uh, waiting for an image of the subject to appear. As you gaze into the water, an image slowly begins to form. At first it's unclear, but it clarifies to reveal an obsidian corridor with green fire lamps lighting the way. Within the corridor, you see two robed and masked figures with very ornate golden masks not unlike Masha Zareen. And between them, Jimra Palsisha, arms bound behind her back, is being shoved forward along the corridor. I'm not bearing the lead here, but that corridor does not look like the corridor that we followed down into the... It does not. You watch for a time as they lead her through a maze of corridors. And then they come at another ornate bronze gate. The gate opens. They shove her inside. She falls to the ground. One of them waves his hands, and suddenly her arms are free. The gate shuts, and the two of them look down upon her for a moment. It almost appears as if they are glaring at her, and then they turn, 
and they leave. And she sits inside this dark obsidian cell, alone. The remainder of the ten minutes, if you continue to watch her, is her just sitting and then pacing, and then she lays down upon a, in a, a like obsidian bench, which has been carved into the wall, and she puts her hands on her forehead and just stares at the ceiling. Mist bats at the image in uh, the the dish to dismiss it, splashing water everywhere. Desmond, as this is happening simultaneously, ask me your questions three. Yeah, so Desmond finds a nice corner, um, takes out some incense, lights that, takes out from amidst the folds of his robes, produces a little tiny vial of water, spreads it around on the ground in front of him, pours it out, and closes his eyes and kind of sits cross-legged on the floor uh, in like this meditative state. Is Marsha Zareen speaking with the real Cassia? Desmond, you're sitting there in prayer waiting for the goddess to answer your question. You hear, in your mind, unclear. Interesting. Changes my other questions. Um, is there a library, um, uh, or a text here in town where we might be able to find what the right offerings are to Cassia? Yes. Desmond's gonna crack open his eyes for a second and look over is is Devi listening she's eating a sandwich but she's paying attention yeah Devi you can give me a perception check to see if if, if Desmond you are trying to be silent. silent yeah so she can't hear him. okay yes she's not like actively trying to eavesdrop but she's around and hearing things 13 perception it's a six on the stealth check so she would hear me can the order of chaos be trusted <gasps> I believe so thank you goddess dismiss the spell? Of course they can be trusted. <laughs> what? Of course they can be trusted. What are you talking about? What, what, what are you talking about? I thought I heard you say the Order of Chaos. No. No, no. That's, no, no. I was asking, uh, we, uh, there's a library in town where we can, um, <laughs> find offerings to Kassir, apparently. Okay. That's good news. What, what was her answer about the Order, though? Um, she says that yes. Yes, they can. Oh, good, good, good. I'm sorry, Debbie. Good. I've just, um, just being careful. Right, right. Of course I trust you. Good. Okay, good. That's right. I knew they were good people. <sighs> <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, Buck, give me a perception check. Oh, that's a 15. As you're standing in the stairway, staring out into the deserted courtyard, in the park, which occupies the middle of the courtyard that holds the giant tree. You see a group of figures skulking close to the ground, as if trying not to be seen, as if trying to sneak up on you. He's going to be as loud as possible (laughs) because he wants to alert his group, who are also behind him. All right, y'all. No sense in sneaking. I see you. Don't know what you're up to, but I don't like it. Do uh, us down in the tomb, are we even able to hear that? Uh, I would imagine you are, if Buck is being loud. Uh, it's fairly quiet, all things considered. Should we go help him? Yeah, Mist, Mist angrily shoves the uh, the dish back into his bag of holding. It's like, well, good, because I'm pissed off. So if someone st- wants to start a ruckus, I will happily oblige right now. As you're standing there, Buck, waiting for an answer, one comes 
in the form of six violet darts that scream through the air and hit you for 14 points of damage. The rest of you, roll for initiative. Shit, son. All right, well, now I'm annoyed. Uh, 11 initiative. Cool. Natty 20. For all the good it's going to do me. Ooh. 18 for your boy. 18 as well. Uh, 8. Teen? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just 8. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, all the cool kids are getting 18. <laughs> right. I never considered myself one of those. It's no, all right. Me neither. I can. I can... I actually prefer going at the back of the order. It gives me time to think about what I want to do. I, oh, I, I agree. I'll let all the cool kids go first. Yeah, especially as a spellcaster. I'm like, oh, I need time. Wait a second. <laughs> I assume Mist has the higher decks. 18. Then Desmond? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, Mist, it is your, your, you are first. All right. Uh, well, Rotan got a 20. Oh, that's right, Rotan, you are first. My bad. So can I see uh, Buck get hurt? But hit by this. What were you doing during all this? Uh, praying. Presumably, everybody else was praying. Rotan didn't want to be left out. Unless you moved when Buck called out, like yeah. Miss did. Then no, you didn't. Like even Miss didn't see it because the answer kind of came at the same time. So you didn't see it, but you heard. You heard the uh, the explosion of arcane energy crashing into him. Okay, cool. Then then Rotan's gonna. In the middle of his prayer, he's going, hold on a moment. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you later. Uh, and he's going to get up and um, and move swiftly over towards the entrance, which, I don't know, that's probably his move, or that's probably his turn, I guess. Yeah, you can get up there and, and get out there. Yeah, I was seeing him being kind of out of the way. You're not going to be able to get to them. So we'll, we'll say that's his turn. Getting up to the door. Okay. Next up is Mist. I'm going to throw up uh, Greater Invisibility and run up and out to join Buck. So it's not like regular Invisibility where dispel, where I lose it if I, you know, That's cast a spell. Or, yeah, Got it. Yeah, I stay invisible until somebody else forces it off of me. Okay, that brings us to Desmond. Same, I'm going to run out. Um, and... Uh, I, I missed it. Can I can I get outside or to where Buck is from where I am? You could get outside. You probably you wouldn't be you if you dashed. You could get outside this turn, but you won't be able to do anything. Gotcha. I'll do Just that because you walked deeper into the tomb to cast your spell. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, if when I get outside, do I see anything? You see a group of four shadowy figures in kind of the underbrush of the park they're, they're not I mean they're kind of obscured so you can't really make out what they look like but they're not like you can tell they're there okay and like what are our uh, surroundings right now are, we're on like a you're kind of on the stairs leading up to I assume Buck didn't go all the way out no he's still in the doorway yeah in my head you're sort of so like Buck is on the stairs going down into the tomb and surround so you're maybe somewhat behind some cover and maybe your head and shoulders is sticking up, Buck a little bit bigger because Buck is bigger. Um, across the street from you is a park, and growing out of the, the center of the park is an enormous tree, um, which is the only tree you've seen in Sisha. And then um, surrounding you is a square of buildings. On the opposite side of the park is the um, Order of Chaos building that you came from. 
Uh, beyond that, this there doesn't seem to be anybody else out about in the streets. Okay. Cool. Okay, that brings us to Winley. I'm going to copy almost everyone before me and get out of where I am in hopes of getting outside. So Winley sprints to the entrance as well? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all I'm going to do. And that brings us to Buck. How far away from me are they right now? I would say about 60 feet from you right now. They're across the street and a little bit into the park. So I can throw daggers? I've got a couple. Okay. Uh, you can right. roll to see if you hit Buck. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, that's a 19. Okay. That hits. And it's going to be seven points of damage. Okay. And that brings us to Debbie. Okay, so Debbie will also uh, sprint to the uh, entrance to the tomb. Is Buck within? What range is Buck within? Or what, how far away is he? He the Buck hasn't moved. He's basically, if you sprint to him, you can get to oh, him. Oh, he's right there. Okay, I thought he was like out, he's right out there. the tomb a little bit. Okay. No, 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 he has not actually stepped foot out. Okay, and we kind of ignore material components for this game, right? Yeah, for the most yeah. part, with the exception of your... Um, revivify thing okay right uh, materials with costs gold costs yeah okay so this is not one of those okay so debbie will sprint to the entrance to the tomb and then seeing uh buck under assault will cast warding bond on him buck gets plus one ac and takes half damage and then debbie will take the same damage whenever he gets hit and that is my turn okay bonus to ac and saving throws group of you are gathered at the entrance, and you're looking at your assailants ahead of you. And suddenly, two of them disappear, and one of them takes to the sky, or what passes for the sky deep underground. Do they have wings? No. No visible wings. No visible wings. I would like all of you to make a dexterity saving throw. I'd rather not, if that's okay. <laughs> if that's okay. If you're close to Rotom, you get 30. a bonus. Are we all close to Rotom? I, I think you're all pretty all close to Rotom. close to Rotom. What's the bonus? Ooh, natural 20. Uh, plus four. Excellent. Uh, 13. Uh, 22 for Winley. With the plus four. 16 for Debbie. Natural 20 for a 24. Oh, Desmond. And astonishingly, Rotom rolled a seven for an 11. <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration. Good we appreciate it. The one that remained out of the ground raises their arm, and a green fireball bursts forth from their hands and hits you all, or right in front of you at the foot of the stairs. Those of you who did not save take 23 points of damage. Oof. Those of you who did take half that. All right. Let me remind myself on concentration rules. Um, and then how much damage did Buck take? Uh, th- yeah, that would have been 12 as well because he passed. Okay, so if he passed, then you take 6 and I take 6. So I'm rolling concentration against 11, I guess. Woo-hoo-hoo! Alright, this stays invisible. Okay, that brings us to Rotan. Rotan, there is one of the shadowy figures in front of you. There is one of them in the sky to your right. And you don't know where the other two are. Can't do anything about them, so I'm going to charge forward towards the one I can see. Finally! Alright, Rotan, roll to see if you hit. That's a 20, non-natural. That will hit? That's going to be a total of 16. You cleave into them hard, and you hear 
as you strike true. But they're still on their feet. And that brings us to Mist. All right. I have targets now. Well, one target, right? Uh, you have two targets, technically, because there's one one on the ground that Rotan attacked and one in the sky. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hunting. I'm going to do what every cat wishes they could do and yank the bird out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the best part. My Eldritch Blast has gone up, so I get three shots at it now. Oh, and I'm invisible, so I get advantage on this because they can't see me. So this is going to be fun. Give me a second here. First shot. That is a natural 20 on my first shot. Wow. So we're just going to do some double damage there. Uh, So that is 26 on the first shot. Oof. That was quite a hit. Is he still flying? Still flying. Yep. Uh, 18, or sorry, uh, 28 to hit. That will definitely hit. Oh, I botched that. Um, do only 13 on that, on that, um, not, I didn't roll a botch. Do only 13 on the first hit. Sorry. Okay. I, 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 I didn't realize that it automatically doubled my damage dice on a, um. Oh, okay. Like, it, like the, the little box to roll damage automatically doubled. Got it. Uh, so the second shot is for eight damage. Okay. And so Mist stands out there and, and does his usual, like, in this case, we're going to, we're going to, like, he's going to basically sight down his thumb, sticking his forefinger out, and pew, pew. And then he pauses and realizes there's still a bit of a charge in his finger. And so he fires off the third shot, because <laughs> this is the first time he's done this since uh, he leveled up. 20 to hit. That will hit. And the third shot is good for 11. That's enough to kill it. Tell me what it looks like. Do, 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 do. You know in Duck Hunt, when you hit the duck, <laughs> it just kind of goes, bah! and it drops? This is a lot like that. The third shot hits, and whatever that flying thing is kind of goes, bah! and just plummets. <laughs> the figure falls to the ground, and as it hits, it bursts into green flame and sits there smoldering. Desmond, it is your turn. Right, that's interesting. Um, so two invisible. Uh, where's the other one? In front of Rotan. Rotan is engaged with it currently. Ah, okay. Uh, anyone else around Rotan or? No. Is there at least a hundred feet above me before ceiling? Yes. I mean, not counting tree branches, but yes. Um, oh, there are, there's tree above me. Yes, the the tree is enormous. It, it's okay. It's, you know, hundred feet high or something like that. It's like. In, you know, our terms, it would be like a sequoia or something. Okay. In that case, I'm going to cast um, Shatter in a way that doesn't hit Rotan, but only hits the one in front of him. So place the origin of it back further, far enough. Okay. Uh, so I need a... I'll cast it. I'll cast it at, I'll cast it at third level. So a, a constitution saving. Ooh, it passes. DC 17? Oh, no, it does not. Sorry. Ah, all right. Close, but no. 14 points of damage. Ooh, okay. It goes off, and it's the, the, the figure staggers. It's looking very weak. And you see, as the spell goes off, the tree above you shakes, and leaves begin to fall. Brings us to Winley. I am going to go for the same one as Desmond. Uh, I now have Acid Arrow, which just seems like Winley's, like, most favorite thing <laughs> ever. 
just to describe it, it says a shimmering green arrow streaks towards a target within range and bursts into a spray of acid. And I have a 90 foot range. Uh, definitely is enough to hit it if you if you hit it. Question. Uh, that's a natural 20 plus 9. 29. Yes, your question. Can Winley see anything with her eye? Oh, good question. Forgotten about that. Mm. Uh, yes, Winley, you can. Uh, not only do you see mist, well, mist to you never disappeared, but you see the two other figures have spread out, one to your right and one to your left. Okay. Um, so I'm going to finish this attack, and okay. then I I assume that I can say that. You can, uh, but let's let's resolve yeah, this first. Yeah, I'm going to finish this. So you that is enough to kill it. To hit? Oh. Tell me what it looks like. So she shoots a shimmering green arrow, and I'd like to think that we also see a bit of an explosion of green like we did uh, with the other one, and Winley does a bit of a laugh, and obviously right after that lets everyone in the party know where the other two are. As your arrow hits this figure, it again bursts into green flame. And unfortunately, or fortunately, there are no body parts or guts or anything. Uh, you're not entirely sure what this figure was. As it falls to the ground, bursts into green flames, and is smoldering still. As is the other one that Mist took out. And if you would like to point out the other ones to your party, feel free. Um, hello everyone. And uh, Winley takes both of her hands and points in to the left at the one in that direction and the one to the right. They're here. I can see them. All right, perfect. That brings us to Buck. All right, so having had them generally pointed out, I mean, he still can't see where they're at, but he's got an idea. I would like to try an intimidation check. I think he's going to take his double-bladed great axe down and he's going to puff himself up a bit and start moving like he's about to charge the one to the right. I kind of want to give them a chance to run if I can. The way I envision it is you do the classic cartoon bull. Mm-hmm. You lower your head and you start dragging your hoof along the ground as if you are about to charge. If this was a cartoon, you would be breathing steam out of your nostrils. <laughs> yep. The figure does not seem to move or be intimidated at all. Well, okay. We're going to adjust that then. Uh, he is well within... My ability to move towards him? Yes? Yes, or do absolutely. I have to move first and then make a bonus? Yeah, you can definitely get to him easily. Or them, I should say. If you're not sure exactly what you're dealing with. All right, well, he was not bluffing on the rush, so he, we're going to do a goring rush. It's a dash where I can move at least 20 feet and make a melee attack with my horns. Okay. You will attack at disadvantage. Okay. That's okay, because it's a 16. That will hit. And that's going to be nine points of damage. As you rush and charge into them, you lower your head and you gore them with your horns. And the rest of you see this figure lifted up off the ground and kind of tumbles over Buck's back and falls down. And that one is now visible. And that brings us to Debbie. I see it. And Debbie casts uh, Inflict Wounds. Oh, on that no. one with distant meta magic. Oh god! <laughs> Fuck this guy in particular. <laughs> 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 
I believe the spell is inflict more wounds. <laughs> uh, 20 to hit. That will hit. Uh, 13 damage to it. And then I will use uh, my shard of essence or whatever it is, outer essence, to give myself 3d6 hit, temporary hit points. Yay me, I got 8 hit points. So Debbie not only inflicts wounds upon this guy, uh, but then she kind of draws his life essence out and towards herself uh, to revitalize herself. She's looking a little bit less haggard than she was after that fireball. As you draw your that life essence in, and the rest of you stare at the figure that had has just been knocked to the ground, has just been, I guess, had the life sucked out of it, you see to your left, and Winley, you see this plain as day. Mm-hmm. Another green fireball is launched at you out of seemingly nowhere. I'd all like you to make another dexterity saving throw. Ah. All of us? All of you, since you're all still standing in the same... Sp- well, not Buck. Not Buck, not Rotan. Just the squishies. Got it. Just everybody who's sta- still standing at the entrance. Not Buck, not, not Rotan. Winley is a 24. Okay, Winley saves. No more bonus 19. from Rotan? No more, no bonus, more bonus from, from Rotan. Rotan. Oh. Okay, it's Fif- still a 24. 15. 14. 6. Oh, oh shit. Okay, Debbie and Desmond, you do not save. Oh. I'm glad I stole that guy's essence, so his essence can take damage and not mine. Debbie and Desmond, you take 34 points oh, of damage. Oh, that's way oh, worse God. than before. Oh, the rest geez. of you take 17. Oh, my. Oh, come on, miss. Jeez. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, that's hot. Oh, that's burned. Oh. Oh, my God. 20 out of 58. We're not doing I'm glad well. Buck wasn't in that fireball range. Yeah. We don't need you dying. That would that'd be bad. I have protections in case of death. How's the field to take damage, folks? <laughs> <laughs> not good. <laughs> Um, I, I actually... Okay, so so uh, what's the nearest one to me? The only one you can see, yes, the only one you can see is the one that is by Buck. Okay. Um, I'll charge at that one and attack him. Give him a good old one-two from Roton and his very nice longsword. Uh, well, does a ten hit? <laughs> a ten does not hit. Okay, uh, he swings again. How about a fifteen? A 15 will hit. Okay, good. That's what I like to hear. Uh, that will be uh, another 15 points of damage. Ooh, you hit it hard, and it it's looking it's looking bad. It's looking ragged and broken, but still, it's moving. And that brings us to mist. All right, so we got some motherfucker out there who's hucking fireballs. Uh, well, I guess there's. Somebody down in front of Buck, who's not quite dead. Between, basically, Buck and Rotan. I know the area that Winley gestured to. You did. Uh, I, so, one of the, the two areas, I guess. One of them, Buck and, and Debbie have that taken care of. The other area, I'm going to huck Dispel Magic over there. And I'm casting it at, uh, what am I casting things at now? Fifth level? So, if the spell is fifth level or lower... It is immediately dispelled. Otherwise, you can make me roll. It is immediately dispelled. I'm dispelling invisibility over there somewheres. You see appearing that other shadowy figure. And that brings us to Desmond. Oh, I'm also running away from the door where the fireballs have been going because I do not want to get blown up again. Coward. How dare you run away? Coward. Good thinking. (laughs) 
Don't stand in stupid. Yep. Okay, Desmond. Ah, all right. Uh, Thank you, Mist. And uh, we'll throw a sacred flame at that guy who just appeared. Um, If you give me a dexterity saving throw. 17 DC. Oh, he does not make it. They Uh do not make it. Let me get my pronouns straight. Great. Okay. So he, uh, they will take uh, 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 15 points of damage. Holy damage. Okay. Radiant, sorry. Radiant. Radiant? Okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, it is definitely damaged, but still seems to have plenty of fight. And I will also move away from the door. Okay, so Mist, what direction are you moving in? Um, I'm going to, you know, sneaky invisible bastard that I am. I'm actually going to move towards... Uh, I'm, I'm going to move out... Uh, I'm going to move out to the right. Okay, so towards where, cl- closer to where Buck and um, Rotan are, or more hug hug alongside the building. Because if you're looking at, the way I see it is, if you're looking at a clock, Buck and Rotan are at like 2 o'clock. 12 o'clock ahead of you is where the first one fell, and there's green fire that just ahead of you. And the flying one fell around maybe 2.30-ish, a little further away, and then off to your left at about, say, 10 o'clock is where the visible one is. Then, actually, I changed my mind. I want to go, I want to go left um, towards, towards the source of the fireballs. Okay. You spread it, make sure that we are spread out more so that he, she, they has a harder time deciding which target they want to hit. Okay, fair enough. And now... Um... So I'll just stay where I am then, I guess, just to kind of give us a wide spacing. Okay, so you, Desmond, you did you move at all, or are you still standing next to Winley and Debbie? Ah, uh, I'll st- I'll stay next to Winley and Debbie. Okay, all right, Winley, that brings us to you. I'm going to take the one that's on its feet. Okay, uh, and I'm going to do the same thing with uh, acid arrow. Um, mm, a twelve. That will miss. Yeah. So the green acid arrow streaks past the figure. Uh, and I'm just going to stay where uh, where I'm at. Okay, that brings us to Buck. The one at my feet's still alive, right? Yes. Let's change that. Okay. I need that on a shirt. The one at my feet's still alive, right? Stompy, stompy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to... I'm just using the great axe. I'm going to wallop him as many times as it needs before he poofs up into flame. Uh, the first one is a 24. That will hit. And I'm going to guess that's going to poof it right there. The 13? Yes, that will definitely squish it. Rad. Buck so, is on the board. Tell me what that <laughs> looks like. He's just, it's not going to be complicated or fancy. He's just going to bring his axe down in a single overhand strike as hard as he can. There's no resistance as the blade goes through this person, and green flame just licks up the other side on the other edge of the blade of it as this thing bursts into yep. flame and starts it bursts smoldering. into flame and then just sits there smoldering. And by smoldering, there doesn't seem to be like the body isn't burning. It just seems to be green flames in the places where these things have fallen. So there's one left, and it is Debbie's turn. So uh, after that fireball, Debbie fell down to one knee. She looks close to death. <laughs> she's struggling. She's breathing heavy. And nobody sees this except Winley. But Roz will fly down from wherever her she was safely floating above and kind of nuzzle Debbie's cheek, which is uh, her casting, her using the Celestial Warlock's Healing Light ability, which will heal me for 46, and I get the max healing from that. So 
24 healing to Debbie. And now that she looks basically back to full health, she's going to lift up her head and stare menacingly at that one that threw the fireball. And then she will move 15 feet closer to it, so she's in 30-foot range, and then throw another uh, inflict wounds. Oh, so that was a bonus action? It was a bonus action, yes. Okay. 14, but I don't trust that to hit. Actually, I think I can decide after I know if it hits or not. Would a 14 That hit? will not hit. Okay, then I'm going to use the hit. Favored by the Gods ability to add 2d4 to that roll, because I want to take okay, this well, mother then, for ground. Then that, then that will hit. You don't even have to roll. That will hit. 19 damage to that guy. Okay. Another 3d6 of temporary HP for Debbie. Is, holy crap. Uh, 16. So Debbie looks like she was never touched, like she was never injured. <laughs> she went from near death to um, full health. Debbie completely broken character. She nearly died her one fireball. <laughs> and now she's out of abilities, but she's five HP or from away from being fully maxed out right now. Which is not a high number to begin with, but such a cool build. And she's a healer. She's a healer. She is a tank, is what she is. Yeah, why aren't you up front? She's a tank with forty-two hit points. <laughs> I have forty-two hit points. Like she can be taken out by a stiff breeze. Just comes back quickly. <laughs> Ugh, I hate those bosses. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Debbie is launching necromantic uh, tendrils at this uh, last guy that's over there and sucking life force away. The thing is looking pretty beat up, but it's not out of... doesn't seem to be dead yet. Well, that's all I can do to it. Someone else has got to finish this thing. I gotcha. The creature in, or the thing in front of you, Devi and Mist, raises its arms to the sky and suddenly dark rocks glowing green fire began to fall almost like a a meteor storm centered on Desmond and Devi I would like each of you to make a dexterity saving throw are we near Rotan? no oh, I'm sorry not uh, um, Desmond and Winley I'm sorry oh, not Devi okay. Devi because Devi you'd moved away yeah, 15 feet away um, and we are not near Rotan you are not near Rotan. No. Uh, 22 for Winley. 16, Desmond. Okay, you both save. So you take five points of bludgeoning damage. Unless you think, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. And you each take 15 points of fire damage. Wow, that's a save. Um, I'm dead. You're unconscious. All right, I'm unconscious. I'm gone. Uh, oh, Bye, we'll fix that, don't worry. God, that's a save. Failure, success, death saves is what is now on. (laughs) Unless you're stabilized. So what happens at this point is if nobody attends to you or heals you or stabilizes you, then yes, you go into death saves. Okay. But if they do do that, then you essentially are at basically one hit point. Unless you're healed, which I imagine may happen considering, well, you've got Debbie. So... Rachel, why don't you describe what it looks like when this hailstorm of, like, green, fiery rock falls on you and Desmond? I feel like it's just all at once, and it's a bit quiet, you know? And you can't see me at all. Like, I'm, I'm fully covered in all of this, this rock. It just, it happens very, very quickly. These rocks fall and you try to get out of the way and and you're mostly successful. But you notice, Desmond, that one of them or two of them or three of them strike Winley 
and she falls. And then more and more fall to the ground on top of her, covering her. And and they sit there smoldering in green fire. There's one left. It is Roton's turn. Can I see it? Yes. All right. Roton pivots and goes for the kill. Uh, Natty 20. I'm not sure if you can get there in... Oh, how far is it? It's probably about 90 feet away from you. Then, uh, then yeah, no, I can't close. So, Rotan, but you charge I'll it. charge, yeah. That brings us to Mist. Mist is uh, not having this. He sees Winley go down from this uh, meteor, this swarm of meteors, perhaps one might say, and just stares back at the caster, and his eyes go black and then flash like... Every, the point is, Mist is pissed off, and he is hucking every Eldritch Blast he can with the greatest of force um, at this. Uh, so let's try. That's an 18, which will probably hit. Okay, it does. good thing. Yep. Um, so that's 10 damage. That is enough to kill it. Oh, okay. Uh, Mist fires the other two at it anyway, <laughs> and so even as it's starting to burst into flame and to collapse. She just keeps hammering the same spot in the ground um, with Eldritch Blasts. Even long after we have left initiative order, he just starts marching up to it, dismisses his invisibility, and continues to pump Eldritch Blasts into the ground where this thing fell. And as it falls, it once again bursts into green flame. And the flames sit there, and they continue to burn. The rocks, the meteors, the smoldering pile of destruction on top of Winley disappears with this creature's death. And she lays there, motionless. Desmond would uh, immediately run up and um, place a hand on her and cast Spare the Dying. Okay. Winley is stabilized. Does she need healing? Yes. Yes. Uh, quickly. Okay. I've, I've stabilized her for now, but... Um, yeah, De- Debbie runs over and will do a life transfer and spell. 17 necrotic damage to her and 34 healing to Winley. Winley, you open your eyes to see Desmond and Debbie looking down at you. Hello. Are you okay? Oh. Do you need more? I can give you more of my life essence if you want. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. That was, um, <laughs> that was a lot at once. That was a Thank lot you. of fire. Yes. Uh, I don't think I'll be wearing the color green for a while. All right, she's cracking jokes. She's it's okay. such a lovely color on you. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, great my, my eye is green. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, she sort of reaches her paw up to Devi to just kind of help her stand. Okay, come on, get up, come on. Well, everybody, <laughs> what a silly goose time. This returns, dusting his hands off. I got the fucker if you want to piss on the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll let you do that. Where is the castle for this next test? How did Jimra Parsisha get pinched, and will she also be promptly forgotten? Do you suppose they sell medical supplies at Bird Mart? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. <laughs> <laughs>